Hello and welcome to a special series of Block Talk, which we're calling Block Talk Explores. These quick listen episodes will be split by topic area, as our guests, who are all industry leaders in Scotland, will be discussing three specific industry topics. Topic number one is education and awareness of the industry and what property factors do. Number two is recruitment within the industry and any challenges that we that they see. Um, and the third one is customer care. Um, we'll release two episodes in week one and the third will be released the following week. We hope you enjoy the series. And as always, it would be great to hear your feedback. Hello and welcome to a special series of the Block Talk podcast, Block Talk Explores. Today's guest, who is an industry leader in Scotland, is David Doran. David is the Managing Director of Hacking and Patterson Management Services and also a fellow of the Institute of Residential Property Management. Okay, how is customer service changing? Uh, this incessant need for speed is, is probably the best way I can describe how customer service and it's not a good thing. You know, people just want instant things response. now and instantly. And technology, as we've talked about, demands this instant response. But to me, all that is, is growing as mistakes and misinformation. Um, and I think that's... People are, are wanting speed. And I think that, to me, that's a, a dangerous thing when actually what we need is people with a greater kind of customer-centric skill that's it's capable of being used over a wide dem- demographic of people. And I suppose I'm looking at a bit industry-specific. We're, we're in a very strange industry where we don't have a specific demographic of customer. You know, mm-hmm. ranges from first-time buyer, 18-year-old, to a 96-year-old who's been living in the same flat for 70 years, you know. So yeah. the, the people on the end of the phone have to have a, a range of uh, customer skills that, you cannot replicate in an email. You cannot replicate it in a text, and you cannot replicate it in a letter. So whilst that's where customer service is moving, and we need to, in many ways, adapt using technology by putting information out there. To me, being able to deal with customers on a face-to-face and a, and a verbal basis, we need to watch that that's, and as we've talked about, not going to be lost, because I think that's dangerous. And in, in, in a post-COVID world where people are still going through a lot of their problems, a lot of things, and as we've heard previously about IRPM surveys are being quite abusive in their calls to, to companies like those, other companies, estate agents, nurse, nurses, doctors, etc. I think yeah. we, we, we need to make sure that customer services is getting to a limit. You've talked about it, you know, business relationships of mutual respect. You know this customer um, relationship has to be has to be the same, and a lot of our training is around that, and 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 as 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 being the customer and and trying to how you would like to be treated and, and accepting how you would like to be treated as well. I think that's also a big thing we've got to learn from that. But 
I think customer service is predominantly that is, is, is speaking to someone on their level, understanding what their needs are, understanding mm-hmm. why they may be the way they are, and Definitely. finding the solution to that, you yeah. know, by whatever means is the easiest way for that individual customer. And I think hopefully whilst customer service is changing in terms of the speed and, and, and written communication, I hope we can kind of stall that and move it back the way a bit. Because I don't think that's the right way to go. Right. Okay. So, um, and this might touch on something where I talked about, but what do you view as the biggest challenge in providing that good level of service then? Is that is that the technology side of things? Yeah. Or is that... get, get, getting, in, getting in front of the customers to me is, is yeah. the biggest challenge. And um, I, as you say, more and more customers want to do things remotely but it's not necessarily getting the best result because the level of understanding isn't there. Um, and I suppose the perception that we've talked about is is, is, is moving away from these perceptions. A lot of our customer service um, is perceived to be bad through a perception of, I just don't like factors, so what you're telling me isn't right or what you've done isn't right. And it, I suppose it's a mixture of education and training that customer service to say, Everyone knows nobody gets it right all the time, you know, and when you've got more and more customers, you probably get it wrong more and more. (laughs) You know, that's just human nature. So it's all about um, learning from those mistakes, but understanding you will make a mistake and and trying to understand how to get the customers to accept that a mistake will be made. If you make the same mistake twice, absolutely, it (laughs) should be raised over hot coals, but, you know, it's trying to work out that relationship that, Nobody's in it, you know, for the wrong reasons. Yeah. You know, yeah. we're having those, the factor owner relationship are both in it for the, the, the right reasons. Owners are in it because they've invested large sums of money and want to protect their investment. Yeah. Factors are in it because they want to protect that investment because if they don't help protect that investment and buildings start falling down, well, there'll be no factors. You know, yeah. so it, it's a relationship that requires mutual benefit. Um, yeah. Yeah. And it's trying to get that through that, you know, all we're doing is trying to help. Yeah, yeah. No, I get it. I get it. And I think that kind of leads me on to the, the kind of last question on customer service. Um, you can't please all of the people all the time, especially when the general public are, 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 are that's who you're talking to. Um, you can say that was what I was on for. So, you know, and there's always going to be difficult conversations. And, you know, I, I had a difficult conversation with someone yesterday. There's a guy that's doing some work in my garden in my house down south. And, and you know, it was one of those kind of conversations that if it had been had over text or email, it would have gone south very, very quickly. Mm-hmm. But whereas it was actually um, a very good and productive conversation because you did it over the phone. So, Difficult conversations are a daily occurrence in everybody's lives, and you know, and, and lots of people avoid them. Do you know what I mean? And that's not good because you've got to confront the thing that's there that needs talked about. So, how do you manage those difficult conversations? Not necessarily you, but but certainly, um, and how how do you, how how do your employees cope with it? Uh, yeah, I think. As you say, difficult. You can't avoid difficult conversations. They're always going to be difficult conversations because you're dealing with people's homes. You know, yeah. someone who's getting water pouring in 
is going to be in a difficult position and expressing yeah. that difficult position to you as if it's your fault. And they, yeah. they, they deep down know it's not your fault, but that's just... They've the got to blame someone. They've got yeah. to blame someone. You're on the end of the phone. I, I think people avoid difficult conversations for two reasons. One is confidence and their ability yeah. to deal with the situation or, 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 or resolve that conflict, if you want to call it. And two, fear of what their employer will say if they get it wrong. Fear of what will happen to them if if that person complains about them. You know, yeah. fear of what will happen to them if that person says, well, I'm going to speak to your manager. Um, yeah. so, so as an organisation, and again, it links back to why having them in team environments and in the same place is, is showing them that one, have the confidence to say, no, I don't understand. I don't, yeah. I, I don't know what the problem is or I don't know the answer, but you know what? I'm going to go away and find the answer for you. Yeah. Um, it'll take X amount of time for me to do that. That might not be as quick as you would hope, but that's that's the reality of it. And here's why it's going to take me a day to come back to you, or two days to come back to you, or an hour. Um, but also have the the be empowered by by your organisation to say, I'm not accepting that. Yeah. You know, that that is, I, I'm not going to accept someone treating me this way. I understand you're in a way, but I'm giving you the advance warning that if you continue to to treat me this way, that I am empowered to, to say no. I'm empowered to put the phone down. I'm empowered not to deal with you. And I will be fully supported, irrespective of whether that person um, tries to go up the ladder. You know, most of these people will have a conversation in a room of people who can support that they were dealing with the call the way they should be dealing with it. Um, and, 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 and latterly, again, post-COVID, when the way the way staff have been treated has got more and more unacceptable. We, we found that we we found ourselves in a position of actually calling meetings of the group because we've got to remember in a, a block of a hundred flats, whilst the one person is a customer, they're not the customer. Yeah. You know, the customer is the hundred people as a body. Um so we'll actually call a meeting of the owners and, and we'll be saying, you know, we have a great relationship with you, everything's working. But we've got one person who is being abusive to us. So you guys need to go and speak to that person and make that stop. Yeah. Or if you support that person, then this relationship is probably at an end anyway. Yeah. Because, yeah. you know, go and, go and find someone else to, to work with because we, we can't have our staff being subjected to daily, weekly abuse from one party out of 100, you know, uh-huh when it seems to be a good working relationship. So we've, we have actually walked away from several de- developments in the last year as a result of that, you know, just simply because we're, we're not dealing with an individual who's intent on just causing trouble. And, and again, I stress where we are talking about a micro percentage of your yeah. customer base, you know, and that's all it is. But with perception, if you have a staff member who has to, you know, a call from that one person, that can take out their whole week. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. mentally, you know, the, the perception of their week is it's been horrific. They feel low at the end of the week. And you know what? They might have had 150 telephone calls, but that one person has treated them so badly that yeah. they're left feeling that they've done a bad job and, you know, they failed and blah, and blah, should, blah. I should never be alive. I should never be alive. No, no. And so as a business, that's how we do it. We, 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 we make it clear to our staff, don't accept it. 
and we will support it to the extent that actually we'll lose the business. We would rather lose the business than deal with one obnoxious person out of a 300 block of flats who just is, is, is unacceptable behaviour. Yeah, and that's testament to how you how you, you build your culture as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, that's been great, David. So I have one final question for you. Tell me something about you that people generally are surprised to find out. Uh, I've, got, I've got two things, I suppose. One that ties in with uh, recruitment and, and, and management, which is I, I have been a manager in Burger King, KFC and McDonald's. Um, okay. and, and I started off my careers in those three. Um, and I would suggest in terms of what I talk, they are the best place to learn customer service, right. people management service and time management skills. Um, I can imagine, yeah. Phenomenal places in that sense to work in, in terms of the people that you deal with staff-wise are so widespread. We talked about people yeah. not really wanting to work. You know, yeah. you know that's you know time management, people skills. So I agree. But yes, I have worked for all all three fast food chains of the major fast food chains um, in my early career. Um, the second one is I was the Scottish reg a Scottish regional Coca Cola Yo Yo champion. With a, 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 and I won that. I won that with a hundred and fifty lip the loops and a Fido and East Kilbride shopping centre. Some point in the nineties. <laughs> <laughs> I can still do the walk in the dog. I can still walk the dog. <laughs> I I I do not know even. I I I wouldn't even attempt. That is absolutely fabulous. That's two amazing things. The what the most disappointing thing for me. Going back to the fast food, one thing is um, you, our office is quite close to each other, right? Or our offices are quite close. And on the corner at Charing Cross, what used to be a fabulous Starbucks is now a bloody burger king. Burger king. And it's just <laughs> atrocious. It's just Horrendous. atrocious. I do. Horrendous. I have to say, I mean, Starbucks is a company I'm not a great fan of, but Starbucks is coffee I love. And I'm still trying to lose the weight that I put on working in those three organisations. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to lose weight from yeah, just over Anyway, that's been fabulous, David. Thank you for thanks for coming on again. That was really good. Excellent. Brilliant. Cut.